say you're using like SNX or synthetics, which is on the Ethereum blockchain. They have an active working layer two that they built into their protocol. You can use their layer two and then exit back to the root chain. Oh my God. Or the main cha- uh, layer one. That's a lot. It's not really that bad if you yeah. re- if you visualize. You know, you're it. doing a good job okay. of breaking it down, but I'm the voice of the complete outsider, and I'm like, wow. If I can understand it, I swear to God, anybody can. I'm not that a smart man. That is true. Man. He's not smart. I am as He's dumb as a dumb. monkey. I, fact, I have to I tell him that every I've day. I've monkeys who are smarter than me, and they all and they have that look on their face like they know that they're smarter than me. Yeah. I hate that about monkeys. I actually fucking hate that about monkeys. <laughs> Welcome to. The shit they do not tell you about program. My name is Steve Green. Hello, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. And this is on the Nikki Limo Steve Green Network. And we would like to welcome all of you. It's just on our regular podcast network. So, today we're doing a very special episode, indeed. I'm tearing down the set. Because we are doing another Ask Us Anything. Ask Us Anything, as long as it's crypto. Where you can ask us anything, especially if it's what if it's about so crypto. So, this started because Steve did put on our patreon patreon.com slash slash sticky s-t-i-k-k-i uh we have a crypto corner there and by we i mean steve does a two-hour live stream and the thing is is in the beginning he was ans- he already answered like a lot of questions but then there'd be new people joining yes the patreon there's always an influx of new people who are trying to catch up yes and so they'd be asking repeated questions and so a lot of these questions came came up a lot and um and Instead of Steve re-explaining them over and over and over again, he said, hey, why don't you submit all the basic questions that you want to get out of the way um, over to our podcast email. And that way we could publicly, or Steve can publicly, answer them. them And then you'll you'll have this as a reference point. So I don't know how many people have submitted to the podcast email, but I'm sure we'll get a few of those as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And there's no such thing as a dumb question. Anybody on Crypto Corner asked me, they asked me all kinds of questions from all different ranges of things. Now, brevity's a soul of it. So I try to just drill into the answer of it quickly, um, especially if it's something that I feel like a lot of other people have heard before. But that's what this video is for. It's just, it's yeah, if a crypto question comes up, yep. that is what Steve will be doing. And then they can reference later. Again, we are not experts at anything. Except for crypto. Let's go. I'm I'm not a crypto I'm expert. I'm a crypto, I'm a expert. crypto roaster, though. So I'll just be providing some roasts. Well, I sure okay? hope you don't. And then um, we Mark, also we get roasts. a lot of relationship questions where we're not experts, but we have a relationship. So like, you know, it's kind of, kind of experts. On that. That's a fact. We're experts on our own marriage. On our own marriage. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Um, okay. First question. Do you want me to look for a crypto one or do you want me to just like jump oh, right in? Oh, just jump in. Okay. Um, so crypto one on questions for crypto. King. I'll just jump in over. Let me scroll a little bit more. Um Please help. Uh, oh, there's crypto more crypto questions. Please help. We'll skip that one. <laughs> um, I'm trapped. We'll skip that one. Okay, I have crypto one on one questions. I'm in the for desert. The Iceman. I have no GPS. I'll do the crypto one on one questions for the Iceman. How about that? Love it. Okay, we'll just start there. That way, top of the hour to you. You can have the answers. Okay, this one says crypto one on one questions for the Iceman. Hello, Chad here. Hi, Chad. Here's some. Oh, crypt- I know Chad. Uh, he's a patron. He is indeed. He's a, he's a corner. He's a corner head. Here are some questions I came up with for the Crypto 101 episode that can help a newcomer to crypto or anyone that has any general questions on the space. I tried to ask about most of the terms slash concepts that I came across when researching online myself or doing Crypto Corner. TM. I hope this helps. You don't have to answer any question, LOL, every question, LOL. I just uh, tried to think of any I could. Or feel free to add more topics that I may have missed. Thank, thanks for all you guys do. Oh, you're welcome. Yay, thanks, bud. I contribute a lot to this topic. So thank you. He was mostly probably talking to me. I'm sure. All right. Number one, what is cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency is a, it's a type of obviously currency that you can um, transact from anywhere in the world without anyone else's permission. It's completely, hopefully decentralized. decentralized. So there's no one point of failure. If, um, like if, if you were to fly a, um, or like like bomb a building oh. that had say okay. well that had say like um, like if you were to bomb the Amazon I'm, I'm not going to bomb any buildings just a disclaimer if you were to, to blow up like an Amazon facility mm-hmm. say you could 
disrupt the flow of deliveries to, from Amazon in that area. But with cryptocurrency, if you were to say take the internet down um, in in an area, people could still transact cryptocurrency. Mm. It doesn't matter because there's actually ways to transact cryptocurrency even when you're offline. Oh, yes. Oh, that's both intriguing and scary. I think it's pretty cool. Okay. What is fiat? Is fiat bad? Fiat is just, um, it's just money, right? That's just saying like money, like US dollars or British pounds or whatever. Oh, okay. So these are kind of like terms that an outsider wouldn't yeah, maybe know. I guess. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was a car. Oh yeah. It is also a car. Um, what is inflation? And yeah, if we, hold on. Fiat is fiat bad. I mean. As a car. Yeah. It's a very bad car. No, it's, it's a, um, you know. The belief in money, on our money, is slowly being withered away by inflation. They keep on printing money, and so people have less faith in it, which is why you see people going into assets more. The next question and is... that's why prices are going up on everything. The next question is, what is inflation? Inflation is when, you know, there's too much supply of money and there's not as much people who are spending it, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a huge amount of, of money out there right now. And yeah, people are still spending money, but they're printing so much more money than people are using. Mm -hmm. So it just devalues your money supply. So say you have a thousand dollars you put in the bank. Well, by this time next year, you already lost four percent on it yeah. because of inflation. They're printing so much money that you're losing four percent a year. Do you, when do you think they'll get rid of the penny? I don't think they ever will. The government's really bad at taking things back. I mean, they have used to have half pennies, and they took those away. Well, fine. That's but I'm talking about. Have you noticed that they, if they do something, yeah. say take your shoes off at the airport, uh -huh. only after 9/11 when that cat tried to bomb that airline with the shoe bomb. Well, we're only going to be doing this for a certain amount of time. Well, we still do that, right? right. So, like the government's bad at rolling things back. I don't I th I see. see them doing that. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference Anytime between soon. investing in crypto coins versus stock shares? Um, stocks are something that prove that you own a company. And crypto is a completely different concept. You own part of, you know, like say it's a project, right? And the coin is used, hopefully it's decentralized, but the idea behind the coin is that you're able to use the utility of this project. And so the more of the coin that you hold, the more um, people need your utility in order to use the project. I see. In, in a lot of cases. It's not every case. There's so many different cryptos out there. What is blockchain and how does it work? Okay, so think about it like this. A blockchain is like, um, imagine every single transaction that you make, like say at a bank, is public and everyone can see every transaction, right? Well, it's a basically a distributed ledger like of transactions. And so when you make a transaction on a blockchain, um, part of what you're sending through the air is what it feels like, right? Like, Is... It gets added to what's called a block. So every block is a bunch of transactions all bunched up together. Mm -hmm. And those transactions can't be fucked with because everyone can see and they all agree through what's called consensus that that transaction occurred. So you can't change or like fuck with it or say something happened that didn't happen because everyone can see it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, can there be different all, blockchains? The, the, all the blocks are chained together. Um, yes, there are. I mean, there are different blockchains. There's so many different blockchains. What's the difference between a blockchain and a crypto coin? Well, the crypto coin. Um, so the blockchain is like the um, the highway or the freeway okay. that you send the coins over. Exactly, and the and the coins are like the the car. Is it secure? Um, it's it's extremely secure. It's 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 one of the safest technologies to use on the earth, especially when it comes to like being hack proof when people talk about hacking cryptocurrency wallets is because of user error mm -hmm. people fuck up people lose their um their seed phrases which are their passwords to their accounts and then they're locked out of them because it's so secure that you can't break them oh you can't break them through any means that currently exists known to man that's scary. Unless you know what your password yeah, is. Yeah, if you forget your password, though, you're... Right, but that's why it's so safe, and that's why so many companies are actually researching blockchain. That's why when people always say, oh, crypto's a big scam, I'm like, dude, there's IBM's uh, involved in this scam. Like, this is not just some, like, yeah. bunch of bullshit. These are major players are getting involved with crypto and using it and trying to... I mean, VeChain's one of them, where I think the Chinese government's even involved with. Um, so the idea that 
you know, it's all a bunch of um, just dog coins is, is absurd. Doge coins? Um, how is, uh, you mentioned decentralized. How is crypto decentralized? Is being centralized bad? Well, it's just about what your desire is, right? If you If you use Google right now and you use Gmail, they know everything about you. They know about, you know, what you search for and what you like and all that kind of stuff. And so if you don't like that, you and you're looking for something else, you try to go somewhere where the information is not centralized, mm. right? So so there are and there are alternatives that exist where they're not trying to collect your data and sell your data because that's the business model of Gmail is like it's free, but they sell your data. Um, so with crypto, there it depends on the application because there's so many different applications, but the idea of decentralization is that there's not one point of failure, mm. right? Like even a project, like, okay, for example, Terra Luna, my, my current Favy crypto project out there, um, what they're hoping to do one day, they have been building Terra using um, this company called Terraform Labs. And their hope is that one day they can dissolve Terraform Labs, not be involved in it at all because the community will be involved so much through mm. what's called a decentralized autonomous organization or a DAO. So the community actually uh, decides where the development's going to be and they all vote on what's going to happen next with the protocol. Oh, that's cool. It's like a Discord server. Exactly. Hmm. But everyone's agreeing and they all vote on it and they to vote on it, they use their coins. They actually like use their cryptocurrency to vote on this stuff. Oh, interesting. Decentralized autonomous organizations are one of the most interesting things you could ever look up right now, by the way. If you want to check some um, out the idea behind those and why I think those will be a huge player in economics and even in, in country building in the next 10 years, you really should check it out. Are you worried about governments regulating cryptocurrency? They already are. I think regulation's good, by the way. I, everyone always throws around the R word like it's bad. I think that regulation makes people feel safer, mm. right? And so crypto right now makes a lot of people feel unsafe because people feel like, well, you know, if I'm going to use this and I could lose my keys, I could lose all my money, right? So that's that's not fun. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea behind regulation, like removing a lot of the scammers from the market. There's a lot of coins out there that rug pull on people. Yeah. Where they like pull the rug literally on you because they say, oh, we got this project coming and then it's vaporware and it never comes out and they all just take the money and run. So you invest in this coin and then they just take the money and leave. Mm. That happens all the time. So the more regulation in the space, the more safe people will feel about using crypto. Now, I'm not saying go like New York City regulation where they don't even know what they're regulating. Yeah. So they'll make some new like a bunch of laws about Bitcoin or crypto in their area and people are like what like people who know crypto are like what are you guys doing yeah it's just very confusing they don't even know what they're people who don't even know the space are regulating it hmm. so I wish that there was more knowledge like more representation from the people. regulators yeah yeah I mean, you watch this documentary called the rise and rise of Bitcoin they did a great job of illustrating that because there was yeah, a, I a remember mayor that. yeah <coughs> I think it was mayor or something like that <coughs> councilman in New York City who basically was shitting all over Bitcoin the whole time. And then he actually ended up leaving and going to untangle the bureaucratic mess that he created uh, by joining the Bitcoin space mm -hmm. and using his new position in the Bitcoin space to communicate with regulators about the bureaucracy that he made. <laughs> and that's a government game. That's what they do. Yeah. So it's not surprising, but it is. And that is why, you know, when, when I say stuff like when um, regulation is, is good, a good thing, a lot of crypto heads go nuts about that because they have bad examples like that. I'm I not see. talking about that. I'm talking about like, you know, if somebody is scamming people, mm -hmm. I think it's a very good thing to have a means to do something to regulate about it. it. Absolutely. Are you, uh, let's see, uh, what sectors of the world can blockchain technology benefit? Every single sector. They're, they're using blockchain right now to help doctors with medical records. Huh. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, there's so many, because it can't be hacked, right? Yeah. So like what happens, I mean, you hear a, a couple stories a year about a doctor who operated on the wrong leg or they, you know, they accidentally took a guy's testicle out when they weren't supposed to do that or whatever <laughs> it is. And that's because of human error. Mm -hmm. Well, if all of this stuff was on a distributed ledger, which cannot be hacked, it's on a blockchain and it, it, it has, and it can't be fucked with that lessens the amount of human error that can occur. And it makes people trust the system more. And that's why companies like, or I'm sorry, projects like VeChain are using the same tech, blockchain tech, to track products 
like trap shipments and and you can actually um get to the point where like say there was a e coli outbreak like in beef they could tell you where they could show you like on, based on the blockchain they could see exactly where it happened what farm it originated from and they could actually take that out of the supply instead of dumping everything okay what is defi DeFi stands for decentralized finance. The idea behind it is that um, all of the things that are in our financial institutions, like um, you know, getting loans and like um, banking, all that stuff is being duplicated on the blockchain, savings accounts, all of it, and like um, being able to to the idea that your money can make you more money by investing in certain things or by staking your coins. That's a, a part of DeFi as well. Also, yield farming is a part of DeFi as well, where like you're you're not just staking your coins, providing an asset to whatever protocol it is. Like by confirming transactions with your coins, your coins are actually being used to 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 serve a purpose, which is why they're not a security. Um, with yield farming, your coins are being used to get you yield. Mm. So you're actually trading your coins for something else that produces yield, but there's a risk to it called impermanence loss, which we can talk about later. Okay. Uh, what is Bitcoin? Why is Bitcoin king and why does it control a market? Bitcoin is the OG cryptocurrency. It's the daddy. Um, and, or the mommy, if you like to look at it like mother earth, like she created us all and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I like it. I like like the, God is a woman. I believe that. I like that. the fairness Thank here. You. The balance. Um, but yeah, Bitcoin is the top of the pyramid. Only 21 million coins will ever exist. Uh, the last one will be mined 100 years from now. There's only a finite amount that gets mined per day. That amount lessens every four-ish years right now based on the amount of blocks that get mined. But the idea behind it is that no one entity can just control Bitcoin because there are more Bitcoins being mined every day. Yeah, you can't print Bitcoin like you could print US dollars. Not at all. There's no way to do it. It's already been, it's already built into it that, that it's, there's only it's one finite. way to do it. Exactly. What is Ethereum, what are smart contracts, and what is an ERC-20 token? Real quickly on Bitcoin, though. It's also seen as a, as a storage of value. Mm -hmm. So like um, like gold? Yeah. Like gold. I actually think of Bitcoin as gold. That's like I think people the should. equivalent. I think it's really smart to do that because Bitcoin, well, first of all, it's actually more valuable than gold now. Okay. Um, but... Bitcoin, the idea behind it is like if I wanted to send gold mm -hmm. to say Nikki and she lives in the UK right now, how much of a pain in the ass would that be? That'd be a lot of shipping fees. Well, because of Bitcoin, I can send it to you right now with nobody else's permission. It'll probably take like 45 minutes. Hmm. And that's only because Bitcoin has gotten slower over the years. Um, but, you know, it's a storage. It's not good as money. It's good as gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like it's not good as, as a currency. Right. That's kind of how I've, I thought of it. It's like backing. Yeah. It's thing. great collateral. Okay. Uh, so what is Ethereum? Not financial advice. What, are, what is Ethereum? What are smart contracts? And what's an ERC token? 20 token. Okay. So Ethereum is the, the daddy and the mommy and the mommy earth. And I believe that there's a female God. Uh, I believe that God is a woman. Um, of smart contracts, right? Like smart contracts are the idea that I can have an agreement with somebody else again, without anybody else's permission, but it's baked into the, the contract that we all, that we agreed to. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no, you know how you go to a notary yeah, and like they have to sign off on like what you're doing. Like if you want to sell a house or whatever, you have to go yeah. somewhere and make sure that it's all legit and somebody has to sign off. There's no third party in a smart contract. The, the, the smart contract is I party a say Alice. The third you, party is like the blockchain. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and so, so Alice and Bob can, can, um, have an agreement with each other and they don't have to go anywhere. They, yeah. they have that agreement and then it's executed on the blockchain, which is Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum is also a blockchain. It's not a Bitcoin duplicate. It has its own functions to oh, it. Ethereum is a blockchain. Ethereum is, is its own I blockchain. I thought it was a coin. Well, it's, it has its own coin, just like Bitcoin, right? Okay. So Bitcoin is a coin, but it also functions on the Bitcoin blockchain. I see. Yeah. Oh, so they have it has its it's 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 the cars and the highway. Well, the car is built with tires for that road. 
I see. Right? The tires for that road are crucial to it. It's iMessage on an Apple phone. Exactly. If you want to send Bitcoin into an Ethereum smart contract address, guess what's going to happen? It's going to disappear. Oh. Well, it'll be there, but you're never going to get, you're never going to be able to touch it again. Oh. Unless you send what's called wrapped Bitcoin, which is Bitcoin that you're putting tires on the car uh-huh. that are for the Ethereum blockchain and you're sending it on the That's on the Ethereum. It's a jailbroken iPhone. Exactly. And you're sending on the Ethereum highway. I see. Making it safe to use. Okay. Yeah. That's scary. Okay. Uh, what is a one layer one? What is a layer one versus a layer two? What are some examples of each? Layer one is like Bitcoin mm-hmm. or like Ethereum. Um, you're transacting on the base layer. You're not doing anything more advanced than like I'm sending Nikki Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm. On layer two, say, well, really, let's let's talk about Ethereum for layer two, right? Because there's a lot of layer two active layer two solutions for Bitcoin, for Ethereum right now. Um, for layer two, you're leaving the main road. You're actually exiting the main road, and you're using another. A road that's built on top of the main road to get faster transactions because there's so much congestion on the main road. That's why you always hear about Ethereum fees being crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're exiting the the root chain or layer one into layer two. Hopefully, you're able to you you know the idea is that you'll transact quickly. Like say you're using like SNX or synthetics, which is on the Ethereum blockchain. They they have an active working layer two that they built into their protocol. You can use their layer two and then exit back to the root chain. Oh my God. This is crazy. Or the main cha- uh, layer one. That's a lot. It's not really that bad. If you, yeah. re- if you visualize you know, you're it, you're doing a good job okay. of breaking it down, but I'm the voice of the I complete outsider. And I'm like, wow, if I can understand it, I swear to God, anybody can. I'm not that a smart is true. man. He's not smart. I am as He's dumb as a dumb. monkey. I, fact, I have to I tell them every I've met day. Monkeys who are smarter than me, and they all and they have that look on their face, like they know that they're smarter than me. Yeah. I hate that about monkeys. I actually fucking hate that about monkeys. <laughs> no, you're doing a really good job. Okay. I'm just like, whoa, this is like a well, whole world. I gotta be it's like a whole huge universe. Shout out to my crypto corners because they always help me. Because I, I, they always help me do a better job of explaining, explaining something because yeah. they have great questions. Well, to be honest, this yeah. is. Kind of like the first time that I've been able to follow along the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Like sometimes when we talk about crypto and you're like smart contract, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pretend like I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I kind of, but I don't want to ask too many questions because I feel like it'll make me more confused. But so far I've, I feel like I've been able to follow along. Very cool. Um, And I'm sure I'm not getting everything like perfectly, like, like syntax. Yeah. Like, so if I'm, if I'm a crypto expert listening, I'm sure you're not. Like if you're a physicist, you're not talking in the physicist language right now. You're talking in layman's terms. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so it's easy. This is a crypto 101 video. I'm trying to help. Yeah. The noobs, not, and the, I, not the spurts. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. It's like when Bob Lazar was talking about um, exactly like intergalactic that. space travel. Somebody who's an expert on it. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What are gas fees? What are they used for? And why are they so expensive for certain blockchains like Ethereum? Okay, so gas is used... And that's very cleverly named, by the way, because it helps new people understand what it is. Yeah. Right. So gas. Yeah, I would is, say that's that's I understood it. You already get it. Yeah. It's really smartly done. A lot of cryptos not like Ethereum. What the fuck is an Ethereum? You know what I mean? It's just a right. made up name, but it's great. It already it has its own branding now. Mm-hmm. But when it came out, everyone was like, "What the fuck is that?" It's like a Dungeons and Dragons sounds, currency right? or yeah, some sounds shit like a some, weird like, like some space sounds odyssey, like a, yeah. an old English drink. Yeah. I don't know, but. Um, so gas fees are exactly what they sound like. You're paying to use the blockchain. If you're on the road, you have to pay gas. Like you have, toll, toll. If you're going to get from A to B, you have to pay to get there. Mm-hmm. Everyone understands that. So think about it like your currency has wheels under it and it has a gas tank. And, the, and if you want it to send, if you want to send it anywhere, it has to use it's gas. Like shipping to get there. fees. Exactly right. So if you wanted to send Bitcoin to me in the UK, like that your previous example, you would still have to pay some gas fees. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what? It happens with Bitcoin, but it's not called gas. They just take some of the Bitcoin and use it to pay the miners who are sending your Bitcoin in what's called a block. Yeah. And so that block is a bunch of transactions. Yeah. And that's being sent on the blockchain, which is why when when it gets sent and and then you, you actually look it up and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the block is still being mined. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you have to wait for the block to be mined before it gets sent, before your transaction gets sent with a, bu- a batch of other transactions. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, what is proof of work? 
Proof of work. Oh, wait. Did I answer that question fully? I think there was a second part of it. Oh, why are they so expensive for certain blockchains like right. Ethereum? So they're so expensive um, because there's so much congestion on the network right now. And miners, um, because of proof of work, which we'll get to in a second, miners are all... Um, tr try Well, basically, if I want to send a transaction to Nikki very, very quickly, I can pay more to put myself yeah, ahead of the line. For one-day delivery. Exactly. I feel like this is like all shipping feed. It's like Disney Fast Pass. Oh. It's like one day yeah. delivery. It's like all expedited that. shipping. Yep, and and it's the same idea with miners, but it's it's all decentralized. Like they all they will see your transaction quicker because it goes to the top of the line because whoever's paying the most uh, gets the first. Um, like obviously miners are competing for those fees, so miners want the the higher transactions. Mm -hmm. So you can pay to get a faster transaction. In fact, Ethereum even has like slow. Uh, average or fast and you can pay more to get yours quicker hmm. and it depends but so as layer twos uh, emerge and as ethereum 2.0 comes out and eip 1559 is coming soon oh which is which is a an upgrade to ethereum okay but then ethereum 2.0 is coming as well very soon and that's going to be a help to congestion okay getting transactions out faster and quicker just like it was frankly when i started buying ethereum when it was like between six and eight bucks, sending Ethereum transactions was easy as fuck. And that's why I have to say my biggest mistake was believing that Ethereum was better than Bitcoin just because I had an easier time using it. Oh. Instead of thinking about it as Ethereum was being better money than Bitcoin being better gold, I was thinking of both of them on the same playing field. It was like, they're both money. Uh -huh. Why is Bitcoin so slow and Ethereum so fast? Surely Ethereum will pass Bitcoin. I really thought that. Yeah. I was what's called a, an Ethereum maxi for a time. <laughs> where I was an Ethereum maximalist. I thought uh -huh. Ethereum was the sh king shit of the universe. I mean, you got in at six to $8, so I mean, you're not all the way oh, wrong. Oh, it was a great investment. I'm just talking about yeah. the yeah. the idea behind it. I was I was, I had my head up my own ass about Yeah. That Oh, this is the best one. You don't have to do that. You can just <laughs> like it and see what it is and try to take a deeper look at Bitcoin too, instead of just, and I had Bitcoin back then too, Yeah. but it's just about, oh, I wanted to have more and more and more Ethereum and just shit on Bitcoin <laughs> because it wasn't as fast and it wasn't. Yeah. But now everyone talks about how shitty Ethereum fees are because Ethereum went up so high. I so see. gas fees are more expensive. That's why. That's why. I see. Okay. Um, so what's proof of work? Okay. So proof of work is I built a mining rig, right? It has six, GPU graphics cards all plug into the same motherboard using risers. Those GPU graphics cards are all solving complex equations, which are, you know, don't worry about all that. Okay. But the idea is that they're basically helping me mine crypto. Okay. Okay. These GPU graphics cards are helping me mine crypto. Now, there's not just GPUs out there now. They have ant miners, they have all kinds of different things, but basically they're doing ant miners. Oh, yeah, they're just smaller. Oh, I really thought they had ants doing it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> well, because you because you said the GPUs were doing it and then you're like, and they have ant ones, too. That's incredible. I'm, like, oh. I'm so sad for you. What a sad little world we live in. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Someone's ants out there doing it. Proof of work is basically you're working to mine these blocks got it okay with proof of stake which is the next iteration of ethereum for example your coins are doing the work I see. so you're putting your coins into a, like a smart contract and then your coins are transacting almost think of your coins as being surfboards or like um you know surfaces that are being used to send your coins somewhere else to to give you back value oh okay 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 um what's what is which is why you get paid to stake right just like you get paid for proof of work mm. you get paid because you're providing value to the network i see yeah. what is a 51 percent attack a 51 percent attack is basically if you control most of the hash power of a particular blockchain Okay, we'll probably have to get into this after the break. Mm -hmm. I know we're running up against the break. Yeah, so we should 
I mean, we should change the intro because this is going to be just a Crypto 101 episode. It is, isn't it? Sorry for anyone that thought that we were going to answer any other questions. Yeah, apologies, guys. We will get to them. And if you have a question, you could submit to podcast at Nikki.Limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I dot L-I-M-O. And we will answer your questions on a future episode. Just know if you use the words help or like I'm trapped or like, oh my God, I think there's lava coming at me. What, what, am I, what do I do? It's, skip. it's a crypto episode, guys. It's a crypto episode. So just get with it. Cool your pants. Get the lava out of your house. We'll get there later. We'll hey, get guess there. what? Lava's pretty slow moving. It is. Okay? Just run. Just fucking Jeez. run. Put some ice on it. God. Yeah. All right. Damn. We'll be right back. Right. Buy whatever we tell you to buy. Please. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Welcome show. Welcome back. Not tell you about. Why don't Perfect. you get closer to me? What do I have bad breath? No. Hmm? You look good, too. You look Thank hot. you. Sexy as fuck. Oh my gosh. Why are you flirting so hard? Sorry. You already got me. I know. Okay. What is mining? Is mining really bad for the Wait, environment? 51% I'm sorry. attack. It was the last question. Oh, I thought Jesus. you answered it 51%. Oh, I said ago. I would have to break. I was trying to tease them. It sounds like it sounds well, also, like you're, also, you're talking about crypto for 51% of this podcast already. So I was like, oh, that must be it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think you're, I think you actually think that. Wow. Scary. Mm. Scary. Okay. What's a 51% attack? Okay. So imagine ever so quickly. Oh, if you own, yeah, you said if you own more than 51% of the company, that's what you said. It, you well, said right. this. So, well, imagine it like that, right? That okay. that helps you understand a little bit. Better, yeah. Right. If you own fifty one percent of the company, you make all the decisions for the company. Yes. Right? So, so nobody wants to give up like more than fifty percent of their company because they're afraid that somebody's going to tell them what to do. Right. Think about that, like, but for crypto in a, in a more decentralized way, where if you were able to control fifty one percent of the hash power. That, oh yeah. What's hash power? Okay. So the the when people are are mining crypto right mm -hmm. all the mining power out there which is what powers all these cryptos right yeah. on a proof of work basis the hash power is what propels all transactions mm -hmm. and the the distributed ledger what everyone sees is controlled by consensus well if you had 51 percent of the consensus because you have more hash power than anybody else you could just pick and choose which transactions are legit or not because you have all the voting power you own mm -hmm. the network if you have 51%. This happened to a coin called Ethereum Classic, which is not Ethereum. It's ETC. And it's one of the reasons why I'm not a big ETC fan. It's been 51% attacked three times. Oh. Because it's actually cheaper to use what's called rented hash power. So you like use one of these big data farms to rent hash power from people who have like these huge mainframes of like all these miners. Hmm. You you, you you start to use it towards Ethereum Classic, for example, and you beat everyone else on the network. You have 51% control. You can now basically double spend on the network. You can just say like, hey, so these people, they sent a transaction here, but then you reroute the transaction back to you. So you're double spending. Nobody has faith in the network and people lose faith. But you know what's crazy about Ethereum Classic is the resiliency for for the for the same reason that I think that dog coins have um, a lot of staying power in crypto. For some reason, just because something's called Ethereum, like Ethereum Classic or like Bitcoin Gold or Bitcoin um, um, Cash, mm -hmm. they just have staying power. It doesn't matter what happens to them. It doesn't matter what the scandal happens around it. People just believe in it because they already believe in the main coin. Yeah. So Bitcoin. Uh, I'm sorry, Ethereum it's Classic. It's like a knockoff purse? Well, it's similar to that, right? So there was a there's what they called a DAO hack for Ethereum years ago. Okay. The decentralized autonomous organization that um, ran the Ethereum community while they're building Ethereum, right? They used community funds to finance a lot of projects that were building on Ethereum. 
So one day there was a hack of this fund and they made off with a fuck ton of Ethereum. Mm -hmm. And so Vitalik Buterin, the founder of Ethereum, he said that we're gonna fork Ethereum. So we're gonna have uh, an Ethereum split off of this Ethereum so that the hackers can't actually be part of like the Ethereum movement. We're gonna fork it away from them because they actually got a huge amount of Ethereum. Wow. And that was really bad for everyone's faith in the, in the Ethereum ecosystem. So they forked it off. So there's Ethereum Classic, which has been seen for a long time as the hacker coin, because that's what mm -hmm. they made off with. And then there's ETH, which is what everyone uses mm -hmm. now. So, or what, what everyone is, is still, it's still the main Ethereum. So there's a reason why the price is so disparate between the two. Right. Because one is all the Ethereum community on the shit, and the other one's Ethereum Classic, with which has a community. There are people building on it, but it's not the same. Okay. Very long-winded so answer. So 51% attack is what now? 51% attack is if you control the hash power the hash on a power. network, you can actually reroute transactions. You're in control of the network. Oh, okay. You can just say that things happen that Does anyone happening. have 51%? Is there any one? Currently, that? no, because it'd be too expensive to get 51% of Bitcoin or Ethereum. Okay. But it does happen to other coins like Ethereum Classic. It's happened to and many that coins. that can happen. Absolutely. Okay. If you're, if you're rich enough, you could... You could 51% attack a lot of coins. And then you can just kind of scam things? You can or? scam things. You can scam off the top. You can double spend. You could you could do a lot of things. You I can see. control the network. Okay. That's why I'd beware of scammer coins. Indeed. Okay. What is and anything that's been successfully 51% attacked, be aware. What is mining? Is mining really bad for the environment? Okay. So when Bitcoin first came out, it didn't take much power to send a transaction because as... Um, more and more blocks get mined. The difficulty of, you know, the the of actually solving these complex uh, equations per block, it changes. It gets way more difficult. So it takes more and more power, which is why eventually you couldn't just use your computer anymore. You had to use a graphics card, and then you couldn't just use a graphics card anymore. You had to use like a couple graphics cards, and then you had to build these mining rigs that had like six of them or seven of them. Um, so the difficulty rate increases by the amount of people that are also doing this with you, right? And that's why when China recently kicked a bunch of Bitcoin mining out, the difficulty rate actually went down, which is what I told you about when I said, we're building a Bitcoin miner. You're like, why? I'm like, because if the, if the difficulty rate ever gets bombed out, I can plug in and just rake in cash, right? Huh. So it's a backup plan. I see. Um, so... You know, is it bad for the environment? Well, because Bitcoin got so big, mm -hmm. it costs so much more money to, um, you know, power a mining rig for Bitcoin. Like there's there's so much happening now when they have to co solve these complex equations um, hardware-wise that it strains graphics cards and like it runs hot. It's It's super obtrusive. If you want to just like start mining, it's there's not a like great entry level for it. Mm. But you, but at the same time, you can't just plug a miner into a wall and expect it to give you killer returns because most wall plugins are not routed to any kind of green power, right? Even in California, it's mostly coal. Mm -hmm. So and they say wind and all this stuff, but it's really not in high percentages. It's like less than five percent is happening in, in wind and solar. So you really it's not very profitable to just plug it into the wall. So a lot of miners have to seek out hydroelectric power, for example, which was in China. A lot of miners in China were using hydroelectric power. So a lot of the recent FUD, which is fear, uncertainty, doubt about Bitcoin environmentally is based in a root of truth, right? Which is that it is environmentally crazy to mine Bitcoin if you're just plugging it in. But most miners are greedy pieces of shit. They don't want to just plug it in. They want to actually seek out alternative energy sources to save money. So there's a financial incentive in actually going greener that gets overlooked in a lot of these cases. And in fact, what's so funny about all of this is that, that three months ago, Elon Musk said, I'm not going to buy any more Bitcoin until um, they fix this environmental problem that they have. And it gets to like... <laughs> to be more 
um, to be to be less encumbrant on on the or less of an encumbrance on the environment, right? Well, he already has just said yesterday. This is after three months. He said yesterday that he Bitcoin. It looks like he's it's getting pretty close to the point where he feels comfortable investing again. What happened between then and now? Kathy Wood and Ark Invest bought a shit ton of Bitcoin. That's what happened. Guess who owns the most shares of Tesla out there? Kathy Wood and Ark Invest. So it's just, you know, there's a game being played, unfortunately. And anybody who thinks that Dogecoin is more environmentally beneficial than Bitcoin doesn't understand that Dogecoin is just a copy of Bitcoin. And if, if Dogecoin was ever to go to the same price as Bitcoin or to pass Bitcoin, it would have the same environmental impact. Mm-hmm. So the idea of it is dumb on its face. And Elon knows this. He was just working the market, getting a lower price. Yeah. Now he gets to create a problem and solve it. He gets to come in and say, and because I did this, everything's good now. And that's what that's what actually outrages me about this. Because instead of actually going like, you know what? We have to solve this problem. Bitcoin has a real issue that we got to work on and we got to fix. He says, no, I'm looking at Dogecoin alternatives. Dogecoin's built on the same. It's the same. It's a copy. It's the same exact thing as Bitcoin. Ethereum's not the same thing as Bitcoin. It's not not it's it's a different blockchain built from the ground so up. Dogecoin is a gold. Dogecoin is is the same no no no. It's the Satoshi vision of Bitcoin. It's the same it's a duplicated version, it's just like Litecoin. Yeah. It's just that, you know, Charlie Lee, when he created Litecoin, he did a different token supply. Mm-hmm. But it's the same idea. Yeah. So that's what outrages me about the argument. The argument is faulty on its face mm-hmm. because he's saying maybe dogecoin could be the solve but it's the same it's the same cryptographic he's just trying to pump code exactly got it he's just trying to divert attention and accumulate bitcoin there you go well he is a billionaire so he's good at doing that and by the way i'm pro environmentally cleaning up crypto yeah. i can't wait and i think that proof of stake is is doing that well, because the next it, question is, what is proof of stake and okay. is it better for the environment? Yes, it is better for the environment because you're not, I mean, you know, in a lot of cases you have to run a node, right? <laughs> the next question is, what is a node? Okay. So you're basically, you're, you're, you're routing transactions through, say, your computer, mm-hmm. which is connected through a VPS, which is called a virtual private server. And the idea of that is you're trying to be always online, right? So that you can... Um, Use your coins to better secure the network. Okay. So if you are um, running a node, you need to have coins that are going to be securing the network on that node. Does that make sense? I don't know what a node is. So. Okay, right. So a node is, is the, it's, think of it like almost like a call center mm-hmm. where people, they're all, or not a call center. Think of it like a almost like a, a switchboard. Okay. Right? For like a phone company. And so like, and this is I guess an old world reference. I don't know where I came to that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But the idea behind it is like, hey, you want to use this? Cool. We're going to plug it in here. Hey, you want to use this? Cool. We're going to plug it in here. And so if you want to run a node, you like, for example, on Terra, mm-hmm. my baby, there are like 150 nodes now, I believe. And each one has a certain amount of people staking on that node and they are providing um, a security to the network by staking on the node. They're also given voting power on that. The next node. question is what is staking? Okay, so staking. Did I answer the last question? I just want to make sure. Well, they all seem to go based off they of what you know. Like, so, yeah, you answered what a node is, but yeah, the I need so to know hard. what staking is too because... When you say like it's run by people who are staking, I'm like, what? I don't know. What is that? Okay. It's a lot. Right. Yeah. When I'm a noob, I mean, I am a noob, but yeah, this, this universe is, it's a lot of, it's like you're building a Harry Potter world. You can't just talk about why someone won the Quidditch game. Like, I don't even know the rules of Quidditch. I don't know what Quidditch is. I don't even know. I don't know Harry Potter. I think, (laughs) I think. Fuck Hufflepuffs. I hate those. Fuckers. Oh, okay. I really wow. Hate Hufflepuffs. I actually do. Wow. I hate them. Okay. Yeah, all of them. Wow. All of them? Just all of them. Every like blank, one of them. general blanket statement? Don't like a Hufflepuff. Never met a Hufflepuff. I like one of them. Um, staking is you are providing security to the network. Your coins are being used to transact on the network and to secure the network. I see. 
Okay. So staking is almost like, um, it's almost like if you were to, okay. So like, let's say that you and me had an ATM. Okay. And somebody wants to put their, their, they want to withdraw money from our ATM, but our ATM doesn't work unless there's enough coins in it that are seeing these transactions happening. And they're saying, yeah, I agree. That's okay. That's fine to do. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And like they had enough money in their account. Yep, they have consensus with each, with each other and they're approving this um, withdrawal. And that's the idea. And that's why they get to have cash. Yeah. And then you also get paid a fee because you just did work. Mm-hmm. You were you were making oh, sure those that ATM fees are very high. Exactly. Especially in Vegas. Well, oh my gosh. When crypto is really working the way it will, all those guys are going to die. Okay. But because the middleman will be truly over within a lot of the facets of our life. Um, but think of it like that. Okay. And you get paid for your work. I see. Just like Bitcoin miners and Ethereum miners get paid for proof of work right now. Proof of stake, um, node participators get paid for their work, Mm. but it's less energy being used. There's not complex computations happening or, or, um, hashes being solved or I'm sorry, uh, blocks being solved. It's a different idea, but, um, Less power. What is an Oracle network? So Oracles are, they feed information into blockchains, right? So if, if you and me have a smart contract bet on like an NBA game and Mm -hmm. you're taking the Suns and I'm taking the bucks yeah, and we just put it into a smart contract and we say, okay, Steve's going to win 250 bucks if the bucks win. (laughs) Ha, that's funny. Or, or Nikki's going to win, you know, 250 bucks if the Suns win. Um, if, how do we know, how does the blockchain know what happened in the game? If there's no oracles feeding information into the blockchains saying that that's what happened in the game. You see what I'm saying? Okay. The blockchain doesn't know. Blockchain doesn't watch the TV. It doesn't know what's going on. So how would it know? Well, there's, you know, uh, projects like Chainlink is one of them. They're an oracle. They're the main one. Yeah. And they are, basically the idea of it is like, they're incentivized to provide true information to this blockchain because everyone agrees that it's true. They all saw it happen too. And they get rewards to provide accurate information to this blockchain. So there's a partnership happening between those two entities, right? You got Chainlink over here and you have our smart contract over here, which is say, um, it's its own. It's, it's it's in its own project that I assume that we interacted with to build that smart contract. Mm-hmm. But that's what's what's providing the information is the Oracle network. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a bunch of people agreeing on something that happened. Yeah. Okay. And it happened in the real world. So if you yeah. want to say that didn't happen, you're going to get killed by all the people who say it did, and you'll probably actually get punished by getting slashed on Chainlink. Mm-hmm. So you'll like whatever you're staking on Chainlink, for example you will get less of a reward. You'll actually have part of your stake slashed because you provide false information I to see. the blockchain. That's good. It's incentivized. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. What is what is a stable coin and what are they used for? Stable coin is like Tether. Okay. Um, there's another one called USDC. Well, I know what Tether is, but what does that mean for Sorry. people? So Tether or USDC or DAI, they are all algorithmically tied to the US dollar, right? So if you um, have, you know, 100 bucks mm-hmm. and you go, you know what, I think that, or you have 100 bucks in a Bitcoin. Yeah. And you go, you know what, I think Bitcoin's going to go down tomorrow. I'm going to take my $100 out of Bitcoin and I'm going to trade it into Tether. Well, now you have $100 fixed. It's set because al- algorithmically tied to Bitcoin. Or I'm sorry, to to the US, US dollar. dollar. So if you wanted to trade back into Bitcoin, say it does fall, uh-huh. and you were right, you can now buy more Bitcoin for your $100 right. than if you had just stayed in Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people use this. And in fact, Tether is the most used cryptocurrency. People don't know this. Oh, It's more than I Bitcoin, more than Ethereum, because people are trading constantly. There's more daily volume. Yeah, I would see it as a day trader move. because like, yeah. It's the trader coin. So it's it has more daily volume than any other currency in all of crypto. Um, and Bitcoin obviously is the, the, the second, and then obviously Ethereum is the third. But it gives you an idea of how useful this is. Mm-hmm. Because if you are trading and you predicting 
ups or downs, you can utilize Tether to make more money. Okay. There's also another one called UST that I want to mention because I am a Luna shill lord. <laughs> UST is unique to the the stablecoin um, space because UST for every so like if you wanted to mint Tether, they claim, and I say claim because I don't know, but Paulo Ardino, the um, the head honcho over at Tether, mm-hmm. he claims that there's a vault in Peru where every single um, dollar that they mint in Tether is backed by a real dollar in mm. in the world in a vault in Peru. Now, there's a lot of people who don't believe that. Yeah. Because it just seems nuts. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Right. And there's been a lot of conspiracies about Tether over the years. And I believe at one point probably, but before it was the most used coin. Who know? It's in, yeah. it's impossible. It's, it's, it's impossible. Here's the thing. Money is belief. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people will think that's a nuts thing to say. I always say money is energy. But money really is a belief, right? Why is your dollar... Your dollar's not backed by anything anymore. Yeah, not it used since to be Nixon. backed by gold. It used to be backed by gold. They they got rid of that. There is no... There's nothing that your money's backed by. It's just basically... Belief everyone in the believes, U.S. economy. Yeah. Everyone believes that, you know, U.S. is the top dog. I don't think they'll have any problem holding dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's not backed by anything. So when people go, well, crypto is not backed by anything. I'm like, bro, you know, neither is your fucking dollar. Mm-hmm. And that's why Dogecoin was created. It's basically a big fuck you to the whole yeah. system. Going, I like, like the isn't this funny? Original, uh, yeah. Isn't this funny? Nothing's backed by anything. Isn't that hilarious? Much wow. Um, so UST is interesting. And this is why I became such a big Luna head. Um, every, for every dollar that they mint in ust one dollar of luna gets burned oh so it's not algorithmically tied to the u.s dollar it's actually incentivized for arbitrage Mm -hmm. and if you know what arbitrage is it's basically like if you see like an exchange or like something like say i'm i'm driving down the street and i see a flower a guy holding flowers and he's like these flowers are a dollar and there's a guy on the other side of the street he's like these flowers are a dollar too Mm-hmm. I could buy those dollars for a dollar too, sell them to the guy for a dollar, and I make two cents every transaction. No, other way around. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Dyslexic moment for me. No, it's okay. You buy it for the dollar, you sell it for a dollar. You too. buy it for a dollar, you sell it for exactly. You, yeah. Thank you. You buy it for the dollar from from the dollar guy, you sell it for a dollar too, and then you're making two cents a transaction. So mm-hmm. if you keep on doing this, yeah. and there's a huge industry out there that does this, I'm talking billions of dollars. Well, actually, the that's the principle behind um, one of my favorite investors, Mabrish Pabrai, is his last name, um, Monesh, Monesh Pabrai. Uh, he had a, a book called Dondo Investor where he talks about that's just like the basic principles of, of investing is, um, is arbitrage and like finding uh, like basically places that, like if you're going to start a business, just like an underutilized business, but that's proven to work. And then you start it there, you charge um, more than your competition because you, because people have to travel to go to your competition. Exactly. So then you, you're making the difference. And in crypto, it could be even easier because you find an exchange selling something for dollar one, and you, you find another exchange selling it for 98 cents and you're happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're transacting thousands of times per second using bots in most cases and you're racking up all kinds of bills and so luna has that that incentivized baked into the stablecoin in like aspect of it right so for every one dollar that ever gets produced one dollar of luna is burned so there's a deflationary suck on luna uh and the and ust is backed by luna so it's pretty fucking cool yeah and it's also decentralized so I like that as well. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is a cold wallet? What is a hot wallet? Are there different brands of each? Can they only hold certain coins? Which is the most secure? A cold wallet is not connected to the internet. So like you take your coins out and you just like, Have you're, you're just chilling. Okay. Right. So like say, um, and this is what I was talking about earlier where I said you can actually, tr- you can actually send coins offline mm-hmm. because you could take your crypto Put it into a cold wallet, and you could. I don't want to overcomplicate things. Okay. Uh. Po- okay. Point is, is that a a hot wallet 
Yeah, it's is connected, to, connected the to the internet. And like the a MetaMask. Lot. Yeah. It's not safe. That's I wouldn't safe. keep money there. Okay. You you use it to get in and get out, in my opinion. Not so you would transfer advice. your cold wallet to your hot wallet to... Yes, to and it. then transact, make your move, get the fuck back out, get into your cold wallet. I see. Not connect to the internet. Hopefully, you have what's called an air-gapped computer that has no connection to the internet. It's never been connected to the internet one time in, in your life. In fact, Vitalik Buterin, the, the co-founder of Ethereum, he just um, moved billions of dollars of Shiba coin. And Shiba coin is this dog coin that um, recently came up and they made a huge mistake at their founding where they sent Vitalik Buterin 50% of the token supply and basically started to use it as an advertising mechanism to tell everyone that, hey, guess what? Vitalik, the creator of Ethereum, has Sheeb. And he's a fuck ton of it. You can see it because if you see, like I said, uh, crypto is a distributed ledger. You can see everyone's wallets on the blockchain. If they're on the blockchain, if they're on a centralized exchange, it's a different story. But you can see that you can see Vitalik's public address. Everyone knows Vitalik's public address. It's very famous, just like Satoshi's um, from Bitcoin. He created Bitcoin. So um, everyone saw, holy shit, he does have a lot of sheep. And frankly, the not smart people who are in crypto, which frankly have just as right to be there as anyone else. Um, they started to go, holy shit, I should buy some sheep. And sheep went up like a lot. And so Vitalik one day wakes up and realizes that his sheep is worth billions of dollars. And he's like, well, shit, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to move all this and I'm going to send it to charity, which is what he ended up doing. But he had to buy like a laptop from target that had never been on the internet before. And he set up an Ethereum wallet on it. And then he was able to um, transact from his cold wallet to his hot wallet, make the move and then get back on his cold wallet. Gotcha. And he actually had to call home. He had to call his family to help him access his own wallet. Wow. Yeah. Because he didn't have it. He was out of, out of town. Okay. We are actually at an hour right now, but there are so many more basic questions. I feel like you should do a, another, like a part two. I will. Um, because if you want to know, for example, where to store this physical ledger wallet, you know, that's a pretty good yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. How do you keep track of the coins you already invested in? What websites do you re recommend finding crypto news? How do you purchase cryptocurrency? Can you purchase it anytime? Is Robinhood a good place to buy crypto? What's KYC? Uh, what is a DEX? What is AMM? What's slippage? What's a five pod? What do crypto coins do? What crypto wow. coins do you recommend All buying? Right. Hold on. Hey, real quickly though. How I to wanna, analyze what coins to buy and whatnot. I want to say huge shout out to Chad. Huge shout out to Chad. This is just. Chad uh, put all this Really together great questions. Because I have been saying on Crypto Corner, hey, what questions do you think? Are there tax consequences? Oh, there's a lot. So yeah, we'll do a part two for sure. Um, but thank you, Chad, so much. This is, I mean, I'm yeah. so grateful. Very, very well done. Um, because it really helps to know what newer people are thinking and where they're coming from. I've been in this space since 2013, so I'm just trying to think about like my first time in crypto and the space has changed so much since then. Absolutely. So it's just, and dude, every day there's an avalanche of info. If you're yeah. not keeping up on this stuff, even for a week, you can mm -hmm. get behind. So Yeah, it's like my dad asking me about social media. Right, dude. I'm like, well, where do I start? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, well, you could post a story. You could post a reel on your story. He's like, what's a reel? Um, well, it's, a, it's like a TikTok. What's a TikTok? What's a... What's a oh story? And yeah. I'm like, uh, you know what? Stay off it. Just don't, don't join. <laughs> don't it's join insanity. it. <laughs> it's insanity. But yeah, it is, it is like that. It's just rapidly changing all the time. And all the time. Um, By the way, Anthony Lee literally just texted me that. <laughs> this is Luna with three exclamation points. I'm excited to see what the price is. I've been in airplane mode for two hours. Well, if you want complete access to Steve and his crypto knowledge, you can go join our Patreon for immediate access. That's patreon.com. Oh, slash. at 38,000. It just jumped five G's. Wow. Well, that look at that, guys. Um, yeah, you you join our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. He does live streams every week for two hours. Lose at $9.40. Okay. How much was it when you bought it? Oh, well, I mean, it depends. But I mean, well, I bought it like four bucks. Okay. But this morning, it was like $6. Oh, okay. That's great. I Ooh. love that. That's awesome. 
This is I'm, how fun crypto is, guys. I would like to tell the people if they want to yeah, know yeah, knowledge yeah. quicker, you could go find him over at Crypto Corner. If not, we'll do another episode where we'll cover a whole bunch more questions. Chad, you're amazing. There's so many more questions. And this really helps me as a person that doesn't know anything. You know, people ask me crypto questions all the time. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't just because he knows everything. I don't know. It's like asking him about I'm learning like every day nail polishes or something luna top five mover in the entire market okay subscribe and rate us on itunes and we will see you soon goodbye i'll let you uh i'll let you crypto dive i'm i'm gonna turn off the sound equipment now <laughs>